0: This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at jubilance.com. Hi everyone, it's Alice, your host of Weekly Woman. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking to the girls behind the newsletter, blog, and social media for first period stories. They receive submissions from women all over the world about exactly that, their first period. First Period Stories is a place to share your unique stories, whether they be funny, cringeworthy, or just plain awkward. It's a place for those experiencing their first period where they can go and not feel so alone. Because we all know you can be armed with tampons and pads and still not be ready for your period. They're a community of women and menstruators and we'll hear from them about starting the blog and some of the stories they've received. Preparing for this episode, I tried to think back on my first period. I couldn't exactly remember anything about it, which is probably fortunate. I've had some rather cringe-worthy period moments you might have heard on previous episodes. I think the earliest period story I can remember is after rehearsal, I got into my friend's car with a couple of girls going home. Her mom was the carpool mom for that day. And I just felt it. I knew it was happening and I was just sitting there without a pad, a tampon, or anything. It was a 30 minute car ride and I just kept thinking, maybe I can get up really quickly and just run into my house. Or maybe I'll leave my sweatshirt on this seat forever. But when we finally pulled up to my drop off, I had to tell the mom, I was so mortified. I just felt like I was dying. She was so kind about it, saying she would take care of it, that it was fine, and that we never had to talk about it ever again. But at that moment, I recognized the power of being prepared. I was completely in denial before that, but now I was that kid that had a whole backpack full of sanitary goods, just in case. What's your first period story? I know they'd love to hear. After a word from our sponsor, we'll hear from these amazing ladies.
1: Managing my stress levels. I take on way too much, I do way too many things, and every year I tell myself I'm going to do less and less. But I always seem to not meet that goal every year. I've removed no stress from my life. There is um, too much to do. If you're also trying to remove stress from your life, the only thing that has helped me immensely, more than anything, has been jubilance. Uh, This PMS supplement (laughs) is a lifesaver, and most of the stress that I have to deal with is on my period, and it helps me keep my cool, find my peace, and deal with my stress, and manage it better. But now that I have jubilance to help me with all this stress, I was able to get everything I need to get done. I am not overwhelmed, and I can finally put this all away and just Enjoy what 2021 has to bring.
0: Yeah, so we just kind of start off with some more like softball type of questions. Um, What is your favorite show that you've binged during COVID, this pandemic? That's been a year.
2: Yeah, it's been, it's actually been a full year now. Um, And, you know, I think that all of us have binged so many shows this year, way more than usual, because there hasn't been a whole lot else to do. But one of my favorite shows that I recommend to everybody is Pen15. They had their second season release over summer. Um, It's fantastic. It is, if you haven't heard of it or seen it, it is the two women in their early thirties that wrote it and star in it. And it is them acting as themselves in middle school in the late nineties. Oh my God. it It is cringy in the best possible way. They are hilarious and they are acting alongside other actual like young teenagers. So it is just, it's funny, um, but I think it also sort of applies to what we're talking about because it is these two middle schoolers going through everything that a middle schooler goes through. So of course there's a first period episode, um, but just a lot of other firsts and things that I think we can all relate to from when we were that age. That's
0: amazing. And I'm like already cringing just
2: thinking (laughs) back to middle school. Like the word
0: middle school gives me like a (laughs) shudder.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And they really play that up. And I think, you know, I think for me, because I'm also in my early, early 30s. So everything that they are showing is so well set design. The props Mm -hmm. are spot on. Like Um. The rooms that they have are just designed in a way that my friends in my rooms were. Wow. I... I really
0: hope there's like lots of Lisa Frank. That's, that was like yeah. my 90s <laughs> experience.
2: Lisa Frank Binders, Lisa Frank Pencils.
0: Yes. But <laughs> so like, I think like the real currency were the erasers. Like how many Ooh. erasers? Oh
3: yeah. That? Yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And the top
3: your pencil, man, that was the best.
0: <laughs> uh, do, do any of you have a favorite book that you've read this year? What should we be reading?
4: Well, I think we all read quite a bit and I read more than I probably read since like high school, which is great. It's something I've been meaning to do. So I'll give you two favorite books. One's a nonfiction and one's a fiction. First one, nonfiction is called How to Do Nothing it's huh. by Jenny O'Dell. And I know that other Rachel, she read that as well. <laughs> it's great. I I, um, I think a lot of people who read it, they kind of think it's going to be about like how to unplug how to get off the internet how to get off social media but it becomes a much bigger kind of manifested than that it involves all kinds of different stuff and really just talks about the attention economy which i didn't even know was a thing until i read this book so highly recommend (gasps) Um, and then the other book is called duck's newberry port it's by lucy ellman and it is an incredible work of fiction it is a thousand pages long which I didn't know that when I bought it. <laughs> and so when it came in the mail, I'm like, holy, okay. Like I was not expecting this, but I read it all within like a month. It was incredible. It's huh. like consciousness, which I know a lot of people don't like, but if you like it, you'll love it. So
0: is it Newbury port, like, uh, in Massachusetts?
2: Like yes. In area. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. Cool. But I'm, I won't, I won't like, I won't wear anything, but okay. it's great. Great book. Great, I'll have to
0: I'll have to pick it up. Yeah. Great. Uh do you you guys have a favorite quarantine hobby?
3: Yeah, I've actually um been running quite a bit. Uh near the beginning of the pandemic, my dad signed up for a 50-mile race. Like
4: running?
3: Um, yeah, a 50-mile running race in Bryce Canyon. Um he's done a half marathon which we did together and then he did a 50k i believe it is which is 36 miles now he's going for 50 miles yeah. um he's 62 by the way <laughs> um but then my sister-in-law convinced me to sign up for the 30k in Bryce canyon so we would be like you know running a fourth of what my dad is running or whatever, but it's more than I've ever ran. So me and her have actually been running every weekend. i doing the trails out here in Colorado and it's crazy what you can do when you just decide to do it, I guess. <laughs> Were you a
0: runner before this or is this like brand new to you?
3: I started running um, on a whim in 2018. Um, I trained for a half marathon for three months but I couldn't even run a mile before that and then um, I ran a half with my dad a few months later and then I got just totally burnt out on that (laughs) because for the second one I was training indoors on a treadmill so it was terrible Um, so I took like a year break and now I'm back and um, I've been running outside all winter so I don't feel that same burnout like before I've been really enjoying it and toughening up a bit I'm always like it's cold I need to go inside but I feel like this has really helped. Wow that's amazing. When is- Very impressive
2: just running a ton getting into really good shape and all I've been doing all quarantine is baking and eating bread and cookies <laughs> and sweets. Do you have a favorite recipe? Um, You know I've been on that sourdough starter kick so I've sort of been just Switching that up a little bit. I made bagels last week from scratch, what? which was really fun. Oh wow. Yeah. Um yeah. So no favorites, but you know, it's been fun just to bake things. But I'm very impressed with what Rachel's doing. Yeah. That is amazing. Probably that. should be running.
0: That is a hobby that I need in my life. I am definitely on the baking streak. I yeah. I got a book like last week and I've made four cakes from it and
2: Devoured them all. That's awesome. <laughs> Do and, and and <laughs> you have any favorite recipes that you've made? We um, have a little recipe exchange. Yeah, we
0: should. I'll, I'll email you after this. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, Rachel, you mentioned that you're living in Denver now. You talked about Bryce Canyon. Um, Rachel and Justine, um, where are you guys living?
4: Uh, I'm living in Mobile, Alabama, which is a very cute. Uh, artsy city that's on the gulf coast
2: i'm in los angeles california uh so yeah we're all in different parts of the u.s different time zones Mm -hmm. i'm from la so for me it's been nice this year to just be close to family when we can't interact with anybody else
0: yeah oh that's great um how did you guys all connect if you guys are from so many different places
3: Yeah, we actually all met in Chicago. Um, Let's see, in 2016, I met you guys, you guys knew each other a little bit earlier, but we all worked at the same advertising agency in Chicago. Um, And I was a writer there and Rachel and Justine were art directors. So um, we were all kind of partners there. I partnered with both of them um, and just became really close. I worked there for two years. You guys worked worked there a little bit longer than me, mm-hmm. um, but then yeah, we all went our separate ways from Chicago. I moved out here because my brother and my two nieces live out here, so I had super FOMO. But <laughs> yeah, we still stay in touch, obviously, and are still really close. So yeah,
0: oh wow, that's awesome and so cool that you can move from Chicago to like all over the U.S. and are still working on this project together and. And for our listeners, they don't really know what this is about, but what is First Period Stories? Can you talk a little bit about starting it and what it is?
2: Yeah, I'll I'll top level what it is, and then I'll hand it off to one of the Rachels to get into the details. But essentially, First Period Stories is a website and an Instagram page where we share user-submitted First Period Stories. So it's our way of sort of addressing the stigma around menstruation in a very easy to digest sort of fun way. You know, our stories are funny, they're embarrassing, they're very relatable. And I think it's our way of just letting um, everyone know that this is something that more than 50% of the world goes through and it's very normal. Rachel, do you want to talk about how we start? Oh yeah,
4: sure. So <laughs> I just was like really soaking that up. I'm like, yes, yeah. I mean, um, i can go on and on. <laughs> No, so like uh, Rachel was saying, we met all in Chicago working at the same advertising agency. And at this point, uh, when we came up with the idea for it, we were all really good buddies. And one day um, we were taking our lunch break and we were sitting up on the roof of our office building. And somehow we started talking about our first period stories. And we kind of went around a circle and we all shared ours. And it was like, wow, these stories are funny and cringy and sad and emotional and like, so interesting and compelling and interesting. And so many people have them, like Justine said, maybe we should do something with this. And so we kind of, you know, talked about like what that could look like. And so, you know, we felt a website and Instagram, that would be the easiest, most like immediate way to reach people and get all kinds of different stories. So that's that's how we got started. Yeah. And I think that was almost three years ago,
3: you guys, which is crazy. When we first started it, we were like, man, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But um, we're so fortunate to have gotten almost 400 stories at this point from all around the world. So it really, it really did resonate with people and it still does. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah definitely and for
0: everyone listening at home you definitely have to check out their both their instagram and their newsletter um, it, what is the handle so people can find it
2: yeah so the website is just firstperiodstories.com and our handle is first.period.stories perfect um,
4: yeah <laughs> really easy
2: <laughs> yeah <what's laughs> so you check know? it out very easy to find on the website obviously we link to Instagram on there as well.
0: Perfect. And would you guys mind sharing a first period story? Do you, do you have one you can share one of yours or, uh, one of your audiences?
4: I think the best one of ours is probably Rachel's. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you
3: want to (laughs) share, Okay, I'll share. There's also a garbage truck right outside. So my apologies.
0: I can't hear it at all.
3: Yeah. It's like, of course it's here right now. Um, yeah, my first period story was insane. Looking back, I was in the seventh grade and I went to a Catholic school. Um, and one weekend I was an altar girl serving at church and, you know, I had my white robe on and everything. And I remember my seventh grade boyfriend was in the front pew (laughs) and, I was just, you know, going about my godly duties, I suppose, and I felt a little weird while I was sitting in my chair up at the altar. And I looked down when I stood up and saw blood on my chair, and blood was on my white robe. <laughs> and this was, of course, in the middle of church. It was not at the end or anything that I could get away with. And if um, I I was Catholic at this time, so. You have to go down for the Eucharist. You have to go down the aisle with the priest and then come back up. So everyone got a view of my butt. Oh no. <laughs> Including my seventh grade boyfriend. Because I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to like run out. So there I was. Um, and yeah, after church, I took off the robe and just stashed it with the rest, acting like it wasn't bloody or anything Um, (laughs) and then I ran to the church bathroom um, and stuffed some toilet paper in my underwear as usual Um, and then my mom took me straight to CVS to get some pads and it's not over yet guys that night (laughs) I was doing an all-night event called Relay for Life which is it raises money for cancer research. Well, my whole class was there, and it was an all-night event where you like walk around the track. Like, in what other day are you up all night with everyone you know? Just this day. So I was stuck learning how to use a pad in these porter potties. Oh and no! I know, and I had no idea like what to do. So I would change it like literally every 20 minutes i had no idea what i was doing (laughs) and it went like that for the rest of the night it was bad
0: that's so bad oh my gosh i can't even imagine just like walking down the aisle at mass and i'm so sorry and like our seventh grade idea of ourselves of just like oh i'm just gonna put it back
3: (laughs) i know right like this is not my problem (laughs) yeah (laughs)
4: wow that's amazing
3: surprisingly
2: or not surprisingly we've gotten a lot of user submitted stories of first periods happening in church
4: yeah very similar it's crazy oh that's so
0: interesting see i don't remember that first period story but i feel like every time I have my period, there's something horrible that happens, like something terribly embarrassing.
4: (laughs) It's like right time.
0: (laughs) I'm like, oh, what's, what's gonna happen this month?
3: (laughs) I know. I'm like, how long have I had my period? And I'm still not prepared each time. I'm like, what's (laughs) happening to me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting. And like, it is such a taboo subject still, which uh, like, amazing on you guys for like trying to break that shame that is so cool have you had any like feedback from your audiences about that like what what have they been saying about your newsletter and about these stories
2: who wants
3: to take it oh none of us <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry
0: i just love this at you
3: yeah um Well, as I told you a little bit ago, we have over 400 stories. Obviously this is resonating with people. Um, We get a lot of DMs from young menstruators um, who have not gotten their period and they're curious, like, is it ever gonna happen to me? Like, what's going on? Is this normal? Also like people who have just got it and don't know what to do. We have a lot of young people in our DMs wondering what's going on. And also people that are older and ask us questions through our DMs. I think this has become like our Instagram has become like a safe space for people to ask these questions. Um, And although we aren't experts, we all do have a period. So we have some,
4: you know, advice to offer, but. but And even people who aren't menstruating like are uh, asking us questions like Justine had a very long back and forth conversation with a, teenage boy about the birds and the bees essentially. (laughs) She was very patient. So it's just interesting how many people feel like it is a safe space, even if they aren't menstruating, even if they're male or, you know, aren't menstruating, it's like, it's fine for them to ask questions and we're happy to have them. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I
2: think that's part of the point of why we started this is one, a lot of young girls, when they are getting ready to start their periods or just started it, don't have all the information they need and maybe feel very alone in that um so this is a place where they don't need to feel alone but also just like I started this off is ending that stigma around menstruation why aren't we talking about it everyone should feel comfortable talking about it
0: yeah that's that's really wonderful that's amazing oh is that a dog
2: yeah just came up to join me on the couch here oh I'm uh, I'm hogging all the sun in the corner over here and uh, (laughs) the dog wants in on that. That's
0: incredible. Um, And something that we always ask on this podcast is what is your definition of womanhood?
2: That's such a tricky question because I think there isn't a very clear answer on what is womanhood. It is such a personal identity And I think especially the way that we talk about gender right now is so fluid. You know, Even with first period stories, we're very cognizant of not saying women, we say menstruators. Um, Maybe you picked up on that just already with the way we've been talking because there are menstruators who don't identify as women. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit more of an inclusive term. And I think the same goes for womanhood. There isn't a clear cut definition. It is just a personal identity. And if you feel that you are a woman, then you are you know, I think that we're very open-ended with that.
4: There, there are as many definitions of womanhood as there are women, you know, I think everyone has their own special definition of what that means for themselves.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why I love to ask it too, because I think it's something that changes like minute by minute as you go through your Mm day, Yeah, which, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is exciting about like us as a, identifying as woman or whoever does um or whoever feels that way. Um, and if you guys had some advice to give to um like someone you met on the street uh, or someone who needs advice on their period, uh, what would you say to them?
3: I would just let everyone know that periods are normal. Guys, period. <laughs> it's crazy the amount of people in their stories and in our DMs and everything who are so confused when they get their period. They're not sure what it is. They're they're scared they might be dying. That's a theme. Um, a lot of people confuse brown blood with they thought they pooped their pants. <laughs> It's a big theme cause we just expect, you know, they would, they see blue liquid on commercials and they're like, okay, well that's what it is. And then there's brown in their pants, you know they're confused and they're scared. And that, um, that moment of like confusion and shame and it just not clicking carries throughout our lives. Like every period you kind of experience that same thing over and over again. So just getting rid of that shame around it and letting people know that it's normal is so important. The more we talk about it, the more girls are going to be prepared. Menstruators are going to be prepared for their first periods. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is happening and I'm ready for it. And not, it's not going to be like, I'm confused. Am I dying? Is there something wrong with me? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Just kicking that stigma to the curb is our is our main mission here because it really does impact a lot of our lives and we should be proud of our bodies and not ashamed of what they do because we are creating life literally people would not exist without us we are amazing human beings and it's all normal and great
0: Thank you. I I think that's amazing. It is normal (laughs) and great. And so it's so lovely to have you girls on this podcast to talk about your first periods and first period stories. Again, would you let us know uh, how people can find you and find your Instagram handle and website?
3: Yeah, for sure. So our website is firstperiodstories.com. Um, There you can go to the submit tab and fill in our little application. It's just your name, uh, where you live, and your story. It's super fun. As I said, we get stories from all around the world, from the U.S. to the U.K. to Pakistan to India. Um, So everyone is welcome to submit. We love it. The more the merrier, obviously. Um, And then our Instagram is at first.period.stories. There we post um, illustrations for each story, Rachel and Justine create those for each story. So it's really fun. You get to see what your illustration is gonna be. Um, And we also pull quotes from our stories to get people to read the whole thing on our site. So firstperiodstories.com, check it out guys. That's amazing. Is there anything
0: else you guys would like to add to our listeners?
2: i feel like we hit on all the high points already.
4: i know yeah. <laughs> just keep busting that stigma yeah, yeah i would say
3: just keep sharing your stories keep talking about it um we're getting there's a lot of progress happening um and we have so much more to go and just keep telling those stories keep talking about it and making it normal
2: yep the more we talk about it the more we can get rid of the stigma completely
0: Thank you so much for being on today.
3: Thank you.